Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello and welcome to the 909 podcast. It is myself, 909, and Andrea Cleary on our Hello. monthly best of the month. We're going to talk about songs that we like and albums that we like. This is what we do once a month. Um, in between the rest of the more topical uh, persuaded uh, podcast episodes, we talk about, we share and talk about uh, music that we, we love. And they are among our most popular. Uh, podcasts are they pretty regularly? They huh. are, yeah. You know nothing Thanks, about the stats. I don't, I, and I don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> That's fine. We keep, we'll keep Andrea Cleary in the dark. <laughs> Please, um, but if you want to come into the light, why don't you join us on Patreon? Oh, that was patreon.com forward slash nine or nine. Come into the light with us all. Uh, we're currently talking about succession, uh, the finale, mm. um, and we decided we'd have a little chat about succession and the finale. But maybe we won't keep it to the podcast this week. Maybe we might actually. It's going to appear as a Patreon only special, I think. I think just so. Just a brief chat about yeah. whatever transpired at the end succession with, with ourselves. So, uh, yeah, if you want to uh, listen to that, patreon.com forward slash 909, that'll be there this week. And uh, yeah, in the meantime, it's the end of May, which means that we have. Currently on our playlist to judge by 11 songs that we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. on this podcast. Um, And some of them reference albums and some of them don't. And one of them is very, very long and uh, (laughs) seems to be made up of multiple songs. So we'll get to that. Yeah. But Andrea, how are you anyway? I'm good, thank you. I've been enjoying this weather. I went for Mm. a little swim yesterday in Sandy Cove and there was the most... She's one of them. Yeah. (laughs) The most amount of seaweed in the water that I've ever in my life experienced and I didn't like it uh felt like um when you wash your lettuce in the sink and but I was in the sink um 
and it was horrible and I hated it <laughs> because I'm a baby and like I thought that you know you'd eventually grow out of being afraid of seaweed but you don't when it touches your leg it's gross and disgusting and I hate it <laughs> so <laughs> I'll, I'll just I'll never be a beach girl <laughs> yeah that's fair I was in Portugal once for a holiday and the beach was lovely but the only thing it, it had in the sea was a lot of seaweed so Green everywhere. Do you know what it wasn't good for? Photographs. It yeah. looked absolutely gank. Yeah. In uh, photographs, algae, green. Yeah. Everywhere. And like and I'm pro seaweed. Yet. Like I believe it's very, very good for marine life. But it has very good properties for our skin as well. Absolutely. It's you know as long as I can control how much I touch the seaweed, I'm absolutely fine. I've eaten seaweed. I'm fine with it. I've had a seaweed bath before. Ooh. Like, I'm interested in that. I'm open to it. But, you know, when when there's something under the water that you can't see and it touches your leg and it could be, you know, a fish, which I'm also kind of. (laughs) Well, you know, that's fine. I I get that as well. I don't think you ever really. uh, Yeah, you're not, you know, you don't transition to full adulthood and then suddenly stop caring about everything. It's a fear of the unknown, (laughs) I think. And it's like, it's, you know, it's. You tell yourself it's only seaweed, but then in the back of your mind, you're like, what if it's not? What if there's something lurking within the seaweed? <laughs> I believe there's a relevant uh, succession uh, <laughs> uh, uh, connection to uh, the sea and seaweed this year. Well, not seaweed necessarily, well, but certainly the idea that something might touch you yes. um, or, or come for you in the sea. It's all interconnected. It's an interconnecting subway. All the seas are connected. Absolutely. So anything can come get you. That's true. Yeah. That's true. There's no reason why a shark so says Roman. can't come for me or one of those whales that are sinking boats off in the middle of the sea at the minute. Um, but yeah, that's how mm. I am. How oh, are you? Oh, I saw our friend uh, Louise Barker, uh, our, our PR friend uh, from Cork, uh, is gone viral on TikTok. I must say this to her, actually. She's like millions of views for this video of her in a little boat with a basking shark coming up <gasps> and bumping against the boat. Oh, Crazy I haven't stuff. seen it. I so have, I've seen that on TikTok. That's something I've seen on TikTok that you haven't. Cool. <laughs> Excellent. I've seen nothing on TikTok but terrible, terrible news stories about a, the lead singer of a band I like and a pop star. Oh, I'm so tired now. I can't. I actually, and I can't even talk about it. Like I'm exhausted. It's the discourse. It's the discourse, everybody. I just like. Does it ever end? <laughs> the discourse. <laughs> I'm. I'm, tr- I'm trying to be a good person. <laughs> it's really hard to ignore it because you just keep seeing. Even uh, if you just see the headlines. I liked when only some people knew who he was. <laughs> And I some mean, of those pretty... people hated him, and that's fine. But I really preferred when, like, Azealia Banks, for example, didn't know who he was. Oh, yeah, I saw that. This is Maddy Heady we're talking about, of course. Oh, don't even say his name. I'm so triggered. Listen, it's done now. <laughs> so it's enough. only fair in case anybody didn't know what you're talking about. Yeah, sorry. Don't yeah. want to alienate anybody. Even I'm though sorry. The whole story is pretty alienating. Yeah, the le- the anyway. less anyone knows about it, the better. To be honest, I mean, I'm I'm in the trenches. I chose this life, but you know, if you're not if you're not au fait with it, avoid. Run the other way. You don't need to know. Find different discourse. Like it's all out there for you. Yeah. Well, avoid it like are you, you're not going next week, are you? 
I'm not, not I just because I, I went like I've I've seen the show already um, and I'm not as you know I'm not a big outdoor gig person so I was like nah, I'll I'll skip out on this one um, yeah but maybe I should go to like, play next week I know and Cork as well I believe Caroline Polachek is supporting although yeah um, she would be good to see there was questions about whether she actually was this week but I, I think she still is did she pull out of a headline show here recently or something no this is the only opportunity in which to see her live mm. um, in Ireland um, supporting 1975 in uh, Dublin and Cork Right. Okay. Next week. So hopefully it's still happening. I believe it will. Uh, okay. We won't be here next week to uh, talk about it because we don't have a podcast next week. Mm. But um, I, I'm going to Harry Styles and Slane next Saturday. Not this Saturday, next yeah. Saturday. So it'll, it'll already be a big week for me in the outdoor gig front and in the men I love front. So <laughs> I actually I actually don't think I could do Harry Styles and Matty Healy in the same week like that. Was for <laughs> men I love. Yeah, for men I love. My new album. <laughs> anyway. Right. Okay. Speaking of albums and speaking of people we love and things we love, uh, let us start a new tune, um, Decider. Would you like to, uh, will we toss a coin? Do you have a kind of coins? Who wants to go first? You go first, Niall. Well, there's no coins needed then. Okay, so I'm going to pick a the first song I'm going to pick on this month's podcast is from <clears throat> Kieran Hebden, aka Fortet, and William Tyler, and a song called "Darkness, Darkness." Now, far being from uh, Kieran Hebden, aka Fortet's recent forays onto Coachella uh, main stages and whatever else, he still maintains and uh, burns bright with the kind of gentler more ambient leaning stuff and uh there's this song called darkness darkness which is 10 minutes it features uh, a nashville guitarist william tyler and apparently there's a whole album of this stuff to come um so let's take a little Sweet. bit of it here and uh and i'll tell you about the rest of it when we come back Yes, that's Kieran Hebden and William Tyler in Darkness, Darkness, name that song. It's officially on June 30th, digitally, uh, but June 30th on 12-inch single on Sylvan Esso, uh, a lockdown brief guest of of this podcast uh, back in when that happened. Uh, they have a singles uh, imprint called Psychic Hotline and that uh, features on that. Darkness, Darkness is about 10 minutes long overall. Very, as you can hear, very, very jazzy, kind of psych jazziness uh, with guitar by Tyler and a sample of Gloria Loring's 1969 version of a song from the Youngbloods, Darkness, Darkness. Um, so That's a great finally, this is coming out the, soon. Like yeah. It reminds me of like very like DJ Shadow kind of vibes, but, yeah. but with more softer instrumentation. And uh, apparently, yeah, the album is coming. And Ben UFO, the DJ and producer, plays cello on the album, which is a new thing. And there's a Lyle Lovett cover there somewhere. So I hope to finish the record soon, is what he said. And given his fairly prodigious uh, output, 
Uh, I'd say that's probably going to come out like next week. Yeah. Probably. It's kind so, of like anyway. a machine is our Yeah, he hero. needs to stop. Yeah. <laughs> Calm down. <laughs> um, Take a break. But man. also Take don't, a holiday. Because we're, we're happy no, to don't. have it. Um, no. Yeah, I, I really, really He has a new really Fortet like song as well last month. So it's yeah. called Three Drums. So yeah, he's still yeah. at it. And, and, and released the Brian Eno and Fred again ambient oh, yeah. album as well. So like... Calm down, man. Yeah. Um, okay, my first pick is from The Boys, Blur. They are releasing a new album. It's very exciting. Um, Dave Rountree released uh, what I thought was a really excellent album earlier this year, I want to say. It was, yeah, it was definitely this year. Um, and that alongside Blur kind of reforming for some live shows, including here on the... 16th of June is it on like Pride Day kind of made the you really got to check those things I know you really got to check them <laughs> I think I th- yeah I think it's the 16th um, Dublin I know it's definitely on Pride um, 24th of June that's 24th of June oh is Pride it okay. is that weekend yeah oh there we go um surprise you don't know when Pride is come on I know I know I'm a I'm a bad I'm a bad queer always Always um, end of June. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess like with Dave Rantry releasing the album, I remember thinking like, oh, does this make the prospect of a Blur album like more likely or less likely? I don't know. And then, you know, doing the live shows. Anyway, when they announced that the new album was coming, um, I was obviously very excited. Um, the Narcissist is the first single from the album. Uh, which is called The ba- Ballad of Darren, which is out on the 21st of July and will be their first album in eight years. And I really, really, really like the song. And this is it. This is The Nurse. I heard no echo. There was distortion everywhere. I felt my ego. I felt rebuttal standing there. It played in mono painted blue. You were the hero. I was the dark room. I'm a shining light in your eyes. You're probably shining back on me, but I won't fall this time. Really nice, pleasant uh, track. I, I kind of, I really like that they didn't come out the gate with a kind of a big statement song. It's kind of like a, it's like a, quite quietly a blur song, but all of the all yeah. of the elements are there. Like Damon's taking the lead vocals, Graham with the backing vocals. It's it's just it's an easy song to listen to. It feels like maybe a bit of an album track, but one of those album tracks that w- would end up being like one of your favorite songs from an album, if that makes sense. And I really, really like it. Four Lads had this to say about the upcoming album. Damon says, this is an Aftershock record, uh, reflection and comment on where we find ourselves now. Very revealing, Damon. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, Graham says, the older and madder we get, it becomes more essential that what we play is loaded with the, r- with the right emotion and intention. Sometimes just a riff doesn't do the job. 
Alex James says, for any long-term relationship to last with any meaning, you have to be able to surprise each other somehow. And somehow we all continue to do that. And Dave Browntree says, it always feels very natural to make music together. With every record we do, the process reveals something new and we develop as a band. We don't take that for granted. So it, it really does feel like they're coming back with um, like the best of intentions. This isn't just, you know, them phoning it in. They've they've gone off, obviously done their solo projects, started their cheese farms, whatever it is that each of them wanted to do individually. And that they're now at a stage in all of their kind of individual careers where it makes sense for them to come back and play music together again. And I, for one, I'm very, very grateful for that. And I'm really looking forward to uh, to the new album. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear what it's like. Um, I'd say for me personally, it would probably have to be a bit more exciting than Justice um, mm-hmm. for me to feel I agree. anything. Uh, but interestingly, in their recent warm up shows tour, they uh, this song comes after in the encore after Girls and Boys and before Tender. Mm. So interesting. Maybe that's a indication of where they might feel mm. uh, that exists. But who knows? We'll it has it we'll has see. a kind of a repetition to it that I could imagine maybe becoming like if if the fans really do latch onto this song, which they might, seeing as it is like the the comeback song. Um, it could it could be quite anthemic, you know, if if mm. like like place in the in in the right stage in the in the set list and um yeah, like I said, if 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 the fans really embrace it, it could be a really great live tune. Um. But yeah, I agree. I I would like more guitars <laughs> for sure yeah, on yeah. on the album. I'd like to really hear. Um, I'd like to really hear more Graham, as in I'd like some Graham songs on the album where he sings. I yeah. think that would be great. It would be lovely to get a Dave Rowntree song on it where he sings, since he was kind of doing his first bit of singing on his album um, that he released recently. Um, so yeah, there's kind of, there's so many different ways they can approach this. They can approach it like, like a straight down the middle blur record, or they can kind of come back together with the weight of experience that all four of them have kind of sought in like solo ventures and see what that looks like. And I've, I've a feeling this album will lean more towards the latter. Um, and I think it'll probably be better for it. So hopefully fingers Mm, crossed it's good. Absolutely. Um, I hope there is a, there's no announcement on who's supporting either yet. That's uh, no um, interesting. Um, But uh, just as well, uh, it wasn't uh, who was announced to play with the London shows, who was, well, one good one, self-esteem, and another bad man, um, or potential bad man, uh, Slow Tie, was announced originally for that. So I think he was taking off all the bills recently, including Fruit. Yeah, uh, an ABA festival, so fair enough. Uh, but yeah, don't Probably think that happened. Call. Maybe it'll be mm-hmm. um, what are they called? Royal Blood? Is that them? <laughs> I finally Royal watched blood. the video. Royal Blood. Royal I c- Blood. I couldn't yeah, watch it because it was like people talking about it in the Discord, obviously, and like two other WhatsApp groups I was in. It was sent in with just like cringe, and I find it really hard to watch cringy stuff. Um, like yeah. I, I can watch fictional cringe, real cringe. I really struggle with. So it took me like a day and a half to watch the video, and I was like, "The crowd are fine. Like they're absolutely yeah." Grand. It's just he's like, being an asshole. What an asshole! Like, like, just you're playing a festival that's like twenty quid in. 
uh, sponsored by the biggest uh, radio uh, show or station in the country. Yeah, like and, get over and yourself. And you're giving out. You're uh, like what he says. Like, who likes rock music? Yeah. And you're like, oh man, please. This is rock please. music. But you can tell he oh, he like as soon like even before he walked on that stage, he decided that they were too good for that crowd. Well, uh, I guess I should introduce ourselves seeing as uh, no one actually knows who we are. We're called Royal Blood and this is uh, rock music. Who likes rock music? No. I hear cheers. He says nine people. Brilliant. Okay, well. Hmm. Like you guys. Like, he was just so ready to be like oh we're we're the rock stars here because we're, weren't they playing between like Lewis Capaldi and someone else some some other pop act some other like very uh, mainstream wasn't pop Harry act. Styles or something uh, I mean uh, here it's listed here um, Niall Horan and Lewis Capaldi Niall Horan and Lewis Capaldi um, and like why, why would you separate them on a bill like they're like the the overlap of their fans is like that Venn diagram is a circle if you like Lewis Capaldi you like Niall Horan but um yeah. But yeah, like he decided before going on the stage that he was too good for this crowd because this crowd were just screaming along to Lewis Capaldi and Lewis Capaldi is crap. Oh, it really bugged me. Uh, This is rock music? Is it though? Yeah. Fuck off. Yeah. Well, (laughs) do you want to hear some rock music from Ireland? Yes, please. You want to hear some rock music from Ireland? Okay, let's play uh, my next pick, which is Gurriers. What is the root of all madness? Gurriers, who I saw at Grey Escape last month, actually had never seen them before, even though they're a Dublin band. Um, and caught they did very well at that festival, and uh, a lot of packed rooms were the two shows that they did. And uh, yeah, just a uh, good buzz. Uh, I really enjoyed what they did. Uh, yeah, it fits in a lot to the spoken, wordy, punky uh, English buzz that's happening at the moment. Hence, maybe why they were playing in Brighton and doing quite well. Um, they appear to be doing well in terms of live stuff as well. But I enjoyed the song a lot. It's one of those songs that's repeated on me in, in terms of uh, it's stuck, got its claws into me and stuck in a little bit. Um, 
So I really like what I've heard. Um, so they say the vocals, uh, vocalist Dan Hoff says, Sign of the Times examines the human obsession with violence and how we all have become desensitized to the horrors we witness online to the growth of social media. Anyway, that was a very uh, Alan Partridge ending there for me. Um, so we leave it there with Gurriers from Dublin. Ah, yeah, pricks. Go on. <laughs> uh, just an aside, I absolutely love the word gurrier and I think it should come back. Oh, do you know where the etymology of the word gurrier is me- comes from? I don't, but I'm excited to uh, learn. Great. I think it's a really good one. Uh, <laughs> gurriers comes from, my friend told me this, my friend Poggy told me this, uh, gurriers comes from these lads uh, in Dublin who used to go around and uh, collect the, uh, the leftovers of cakes uh, from shops and they were... The cakes were girt, and hence these lads were Gur- called gurriers. What would they do with the leftover cakes? They'd make them into other cakes, maybe. I don't oh, know. We love it. Gur cakes, like gur. Absolutely love it. Zero waste kings. I love it. Yeah. Um. Great. Okay. Um. <laughs> Zero waste kings. <laughs> <laughs> we need, we, we should good. all be gurriers. Get we that should trending. all be gurriers. Um, the first of two weird little guys I have um, for this week, <laughs> and actually um, for my detractors who say that I only choose women for this podcast, of which there are none, and it's just an internal struggle that I have in my own head. Um, I've actually chosen all men this month, so so there. Uh, <laughs> is it International Men's Week? No, like, what's going that's on? That's in November. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know, just uh, men were better this month. Step it up, women. <laughs> uh, anyway, my first weird little guy um, in the form of Big Thief guitarist Book Meek, who has announced a new album called... Uh, <laughs> okay, it's not called this, but I've written in my notes that the album is called <laughs> Haunted Album. <laughs> it's not. Ooh. Ooh. I think it's called Haunted Mansion. Haunted album. Haunted, haunted, ma- haunted mountain. mountain. Haunted mountain. Haunted You'll album. get there eventually. It sound, these are all places in a Dungeons and Dragons game. True. Anyway, for sure. We have to go to the Haunted Mountain. Oh, no. Haunted we have to go to the Haunted Mansion. <laughs> the mountain. We That's where we're going. We have to go to the Haunted Album. <laughs> anyway, this song is called Haunted Mountain from the album Haunted Mountain. Um, and it sounds like this. I was walking through the valley on my own Darkness all around me I looked to the sky and saw you Breathed all around in a golden cloud All of my life I've been around here Traveling across Weird guy, little guy, number one. Weird, Weird little guy, guy number, number one. Number one. Um, Bookmeek, he released a really nice album in 2021 called Two Saviors that I really liked. Um, and this will be his first album with his new label, 4AD. 
I really like this song. I think it's, it's, I don't know, kind of, it's, it's for the Big Thief fans, I guess, um, in, in, in that if you like Big Thief, you'll like this, but different enough that, um, that it's interesting and feels new. Um, yeah, I really like it. Nice. And I just realized you got your hair cut. I did. <laughs> it's shorter. <laughs> it's good. It's, it's in a flicky I just saw thing, the ends know. of it there. I was like, oh, something's happened. Yeah, something's happened there. A change has happened. There's less of me now. <laughs> okay. Um, so <laughs> somewhere, yeah, somewhere that's up. my first weird little guy of the month. Oh, maybe the, I'll, I'll do weird. that as a feature. <laughs> weird <laughs> Andrea's weird little guy yeah. of the month. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Uh, my next one is another uh, Dublin band that I saw at The Great Escape which I've just realised. Uh, they're called Brick Nasty and the song is called Ducks in a Row. in a row from Brick Nasty. They are a Dublin band from Ballymun, led by a mass singer um, uh, called Fat Boy. And uh, I think if you've heard any of the uh, recorded stuff from um, the band so far like that, it's maybe not entirely sure what they are. Um, I saw them February originally 2022 uh, in Belfast at Output, which is actually happening this weekend, uh, tomorrow, uh, today, if you're listening Thursday. Um, and yeah, I was just really like, oh, what is this band? They're actually kind of not what I, I thought because they're kind of play jazzy. They're really good jazz players. Um, it is producer uh, Fatboy, Killian McCauley, Dara Abderman, uh, Corey Thomas and Louis Young. Uh, and they bring kind of a punk spirit to their kind of jazz playing and I think uh, live when you see them I think you would really recommend seeing them live this really fucking works like in a way that you're like wow this band are fucking great and uh, at um, Great Escape they played a quarter past one on the Friday afternoon a tough slot outdoors like kind of open uh, in a tent and kind of in the middle of Brighton and they just knocked it out of the park they were absolutely brilliant um, really, really, really great. Uh, Khaki Kid got up and joined them for the song Fashion that they released recently. They've just been signed to FAM, which is the label that releases Maverick Sabre, uh, any Georgia Smith, um, I think it's Maverick Sabre's label, maybe, perhaps. So they are. They have their debut EP coming out next week, uh, June 7th. Um, and they're a great band, really, really good. Uh, Beyond the Pale, they're playing Beyond the Pale, 16th of June. Um, in Wicklow and Glendalock and other side festivals as well on July 7th so I would urge people to go have a look at them and see them soon 
Also, if you want more background into the uh, band, Fat Boys Instagram post uh, on their on the Brick Nasty uh, Instagram page about growing up in the Ballymun Flats is a really good um, background piece for what uh, the EP is all about. And uh, that EP is called In a Crueler, I think, as well. The How EP old is are they? The same. Are they? Uh, I don't know. Probably in their 20s. I mean, I've never actually seen him uh, in the flesh without his uh, mask okay. on. So I'm not actually sure. I'm trying uh, to remember when the flats. Yeah, I'd say they're down. all like mid 20s, maybe. Yeah. Which? I'm trying to remember when the flats came down. I'm like, I don't know why. Oh, because I, uh, I, I used to live out there and then I moved. I was kind of born out there and lived out there for like the start of my life and then I moved. So I always had the. Type. 2004. 2004, 2015. right? Jesus, there we go. You start in 2004, yeah. 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 Um, uh, it's a good, it's a good, it's worth having a look at a lot about family and community there as well and uh, informed by that. So I think they, a lot of the songs are obliquely about that kind of stuff. Yeah. So uh, Brick Nasty, that song is called Ducks in a Row. Now you go. Now me go. Um, me go with my second weird little guy? No, no, just, just. Just a guy. I'm not going to call him weird. <laughs> I know him. I'll call him a weird little guy. Um, I <laughs> wanted to draw attention to Keelan Sherlock's um, album, but particularly one song from it, which is called The Wheels Come Off, which I believe is the opening track on the album Teenage Jesus. Um, just a just a really good album and this is a great opener and a great song and I just really love it. lovely sound really kind of nice americana sort of sound i think his voice is so lovely i think there's a lot of great melodies kind of throughout this album remind me a little bit of the tandem felix um album that came out in 2020 just in that it's a kind of a very very straight up like americana sort of sound um some great guitar playing on it as well yeah i just think it's really great i think it's a i, I haven't seen a lot of places kind of cover it to be honest um yeah which is uh surprising because it's it's also a very very well produced album um and 
great artwork on it as well. So yeah, I just really, really like it. Um, I was enjoying listening to it today with the balcony door swung open and the sun coming in. It was just, yeah, it's a very kind of vibey, um, vibey album. It's lovely. Yeah, a little bit of war on drugs kind of buzz to yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah. Kind of fuzzy and... Keelan. Yeah. Keelan, of course, is uh, from Cork and uh, involved in the quarter block party as well. So, yeah. Um, and you and I and once I think, once propped ourselves up at a at a bar until the wee hours of the morning chatting with him. Jesus, um, yeah. After the podcast festival Remember that. a million years Remember ago. That. Um, and had wow. lo- lovely chats about, if you ask me now... God knows what. <laughs> I don't we, know. I just remember. We I just remember the, the feel time. of it. Yeah. <laughs> it was a great night. Yeah. Um, very good. Very good. Yes. I just sent you a link there to the CMAT album that's listed on Spin Dizzy. Oh, my God. John Grant's on it. What? That's crazy. Where like, are your kids tonight? Featuring wh- John Grant. Where are your kids Where are your kids tonight? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Please, see Matt, you have the opportunity to do the funniest thing imaginable. <laughs> <laughs> also a song called Vincent Company about the football player. Belgian Where football did you player, send manager. this to me? In this, in uh, this thing? In the chat there in, 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 in our, oh, in our yeah. video. Okay, sorry everyone, yeah, bear with me. So We're using a new there. program. Sorry, just, that, just, that just came up as uh, I hate who I am when I'm horny is one of the name of the songs. This is very okay. exciting. <laughs> Crazy Mad for Me is the name of the album. Interesting. Such a Miranda. Okay. Oh my God. Such a Miranda. A little Sex in the City alone. song. That's Do great. Very good. Okay. Uh, anyway, uh, bar that um, side quest to uh, see a new release. I will move on to a track that I heard. Um, and this came to my email and I never even got to write about it yet because of the nature of catch ups and everything like that. Uh, this is from Eyes of Others. The album's called Eyes of Others. producer from Edinburgh called uh, John Bryden. Uh, album was released on Heavenly Recordings on May 19th. Uh, the description that I uh, that ha- is a helpful uh, um, explainer for this is uh, marrying the anything goes freestyle magpie tendencies of Beck and the Beta Band to the electronic stylings of primetime 80s New Order by way of the spacious moods conjured by King Tubby. Eyes of Others debut whimsical demeanor is the perfect sonic bomb to 
what I don't know because I didn't copy the rest of that uh, text. So um, <laughs> I like I it. We'll leave, just leave have it up to imagine. Yeah, we'll just have to imagine. Perfect what it is sonic bomb to whatever you can Google imagine. The rest. Oh, it is actually. I want to. I want to include this. The utter confusion of the outside world, ah. as it is, its sense of almost Balearic musical freedom. Well, it is Balearic. We should do a podcast on Balearia sometime. Okay, that is a that is something we should do. Um, okay. Uh, as part of the ongoing uh, uh, Niall uh, shares knowledge about uh, dance music with Andrea Please. and hopefully un- she understands more about, <laughs> about what this world. the hell is going on. But I'm with so most resistant of my brain. to for no reason. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, there's a whole world out there. So, you know, I know it's I hard know. to. It's I hard like to, that tune a lot. Hard to commit. Yeah, it was nice. Um, I think the album is really nice as well. There's some weird stuff on it. Some of it reminds me of. Got eighties, nineties, outsider, forgotten music, uh, Fuji and Miyagi, a lot of dub. There's a bit like a baggy influence as well. Electronic music of the nineties, some psychedelic, lo-fi kind of Mazzy Star stuff as well. Maybe some folky stuff. Introspective club music, uh, in a way. I think Eyes of Others and John Brighton himself called it post pub. Couldn't get into the club music. Oh, I like said, that. I was thinking, where's my spot? Um. The music is later than a gig, but it's not full on early morning club fair. It's the in-between space between where I was imagining where my music works. Uh, so in That's that case, cool. it seems like that might be where you just, you're at the club and maybe you leave and you're like, I'm actually going to go home. Mm. And then this is the music you just throw on the bus on the way home. I like that. I like that a lot. So, that, that's a kind of a, yeah. a space that I enjoy, the le- leaving the party and either, like you always hear the best tunes like in the taxi on your way home or like you, it's a funny mood you find yourself in when you leave a party early or you leave like the pub and you're like, oh, I don't want to listen to like my normal stuff. Let's listen to something a bit like I can look out the window and be a bit sad and be the main character for a bit. Yeah. It's nice. Um, this is definitely given that kind of vibe for sure. Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, okay, my ultimate weird little guy. He's back. I'm so excited. Paul Simon, his 15th album, uh, Seven Sams. Uh, is it an album? Is it not an album? You know, uh, it remains to be seen. Uh, it's a seven-part acoustic performance, we'll say, designed to be listened to in its entirety. Um, the idea it came to him in a dream mm. <sighs> I love him so much um, and he would wake up in the middle of the night to write the songs uh, it's supposed to be listened to as a single piece um, but we're going to kind of butcher that convention now and play a clip just from the opening song you can just play like the opening couple of minutes um, but I, re- I would really recommend listening to the whole thing uh, maybe on a walk, maybe on the middle of the night whichever, whenever the spirit moves you um, so yeah, this is the opening of Paul Simon's Seven Sons. I've been thinking about the great migration. Noon and night they leave the flock And I imagine their destination Meadow grass, jagged rock The Lord is my engineer 
Lord is the earth I rattle The Lord is the face in the atmosphere The path I slip and I slide on just listening to that like small clip of it like he's 81 and my god can he still play that guitar um mm. and i think his voice sounds really great he definitely sounds older but it's still there it's still strong he still has this great kind of like commanding presence and you know just oh, oh, opening with a line like i've been thinking about the great migration i'm like oh here he is he's back you know <laughs> he's always thinking about the great yeah. migration is our paul and um <laughs> Yeah, so he says about about it, um, this whole piece is really an argument I'm having with myself about belief or not. So it's it's very kind of wrapped up in questions about spirituality and God. And, you know, he's he's at an age where these things are maybe a bit more prescient or he has enough experience and wisdom now to kind of contemplate them. Um, would have been a nuance and obviously being one of, if not the best American songwriter of the 20th century. Um, he's able to convey that really uh, powerfully and yet subtly. It's it's really, really, really beautiful piece. And each of the songs kind of blend into one another um, really well. It doesn't, there's, there doesn't feel like there are too many points where you're like, okay, I can dip out here. It's, it's kind of like you're, you're sitting down for the, 30 odd minutes whatever it is 30 33 minutes or something like that 33 minutes and two seconds it ends really beautifully well well worth spending a half an hour with for sure um and i think i'll be listening to this album a lot over over the summer it's not a summer album but it's you know for me yeah <laughs> for you for me absolutely <laughs> <laughs> okay that's allowed um all right well i'll pick another one then okay um there's a band from Brooklyn uh, called uh, Water From Eyes is what they're called. They have an album out called Everyone's Crushed. And uh, let's play a bit of it because uh, I don't know if this is even typical of what the band's out So 
says water from your eyes. That is a song called Out There from their album Everyone's Crushed. Um, yeah, they are Rachel Brown and Nate Amos. They have an album out on Matador. That's what it's uh, it's on Matador, that album. And uh, they had a song called True Life that um, was the one that I responded to first. Uh, much more fizzy, angular guitar rock kind of stuff. But actually, the album is kind of all over the place in a nice way. It's real fizzy. It's uh, uh, very eclectic in its tone. It's not strictly guitar music. It's not post-punky, even though that sounds a bit post-punky. It's not necessarily electronic music either. It's kind of oddball music. Um, Some of it sounds like Dan Deacon, and some of it reminds me of Gang Gang Dance, people like that. Mm. It's very erratic and uh, polychromatic as well. Uh, Very sonic-led as opposed to song-led. And I really like what I've heard from it so far. It's, it's It's a weird little album. Sometimes we have weird little guys, sometimes we have weird little albums. So (laughs) there we go. Excellent. Um, Okay, we're into our golden oldie section, are we? The golden oldie (laughs) section. Lovely. Wow. Um, Okay, I'll go first on my golden oldie this month. Um, Look, it's no secret that I always struggle to pick something, but I was listening to this song this morning. This is, it's a bit of a summer song for me. I don't know why I just become like a hooligan in the summertime. (laughs) I don't, but I, I imagine myself as one. Um, this is the fall, and it's theme from Sparta. Sparta FC is a kind of uh, fictional football song for a fictional football team called Sparta FC, Greek football team, and it's, uh, I guess, sung from the point of view of one of their hooligans. It's just, there's a great moment in it where um, where there's singing like English Chelsea fans, You've uh, this is your last game, and it's just like, it's so raucous and... Just, yeah, just great. Just that energy that Marky e. Smith just kind of always has, but brought to like the realm of football hooliganism. <laughs> I'm always after like a proper Sparta FC, like white jersey. Um, that also makes it clear that it's like a fall reference. Um, but can I is there one? one? I, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. I mean, there's kind of. It seems I, like the kind of thing that Turbo Island might do. It's kind of, it's one of those things where I'd probably end up buying like a real football jersey by accident or something because I don't really know much about football (laughs) jerseys. So, Um, but yeah, it's just a great song. I like a weird football jersey. Yeah. It, um, yeah, it's just great. There's a load of kind of like 
nonsense lyrics that you can't hear in it as well. It's just like kind of just typical fall stuff. Um, yeah, great, great tune. Although I have to say, they're kind of a bit of a blind spot for me. I don't really know as much as I'd like, probably because there's just a lot of albums. There's 30, yeah. 31 albums yeah, it's, in it's fall. Yeah, it's a lot so of albums. Um, that's a lot. And every time I hear songs like that, there's that, uh, what's the Check the Record one I really like as well? Mm. Um, like the Fall the fall aren't a band just that the I've new, like... New, new, big new prints, sorry. Yeah. They're not a band that where I've like listened to every one of their, al- like by any means, every one of their albums, but they're a band that like, I have like a kind of maybe 10 or 15 like core songs that I just always listen to. And I love those songs, you know, and I love, I loved Marky Smith and his like vibe, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> He's just, he was kind of like, he was he was the last of an old guard, you know. He was kind of a yeah. We can't really have people like him anymore, you know. And there, but there was a no. There was a sort of like um, crack the whip. Yeah, yeah. There was a sort of kind of raw madness in him that just came out in his music. Um, and yet he also wrote like some really really beautiful poetic like lyrics um, during his time with the fall and. Yeah, they're a really interesting band. Maybe I'll I'll kind of I'll I'll explore more of their albums and do a, a fall episode, but I definitely have to get my little my little research hat on and listen to more of them to do it, but why not? Absolutely. Good, yeah. As good an excuse as any. That would be good. I'd love that. Okay. Um our final choice in terms of gold and oldies. Gold and oldies. Goes from all the way back to sorry. No, just just excited by the phrase "golden oldies." Don't mind me. <laughs> golden oldies. It <laughs> uh, goes all the way back to 2010. Um, a mere um, 13 years ago. Don't say. Uh, it. With an act called Glasser and a song called Mirage. <laughs>
weird refracted uh, music from Glass to there, a song called Mirage from the album Ring from 2010. I don't know what happened last week. I just suddenly got a urge to listen to that song. And so I did, because modern conveniences allow us to do that. And uh, that is Cameron Mesero. Producers on that album are Van Rivers and the Subliminal Kid, who did stuff with uh, Fever Ray, I think. Um, so it's kind of like a weird, um, like off-kilter electronic pop album in a way, uh, very much set up so that she can sing over it. Um, it has a kind of a and, Fever Ray sound to me. I don't know this band. Yeah, I mean, but... well, they... Yeah, they did. Uh, Van Rivers and Savimika did produce Fever Ray stuff as oh, well, okay. I think, go. originally. Um, and yeah, so it's kind of a bit of a tropical pop, some tribal percussion. Um, actually, that is, I think I have a, a a quote from a Pitchfork review here. It says exactly that. She incorporates bits of tropical pop, tribal percussion, and a couple of different strains of electronic music. Her songs sidestep traditional linear uh, arrangements for a more open, circular approach. They kind of swoosh around without pausing at burst chorus intersections. Interesting as this is, the main draw of Mesero's music is her voice. Warm and flexible, she can bend it into suit different moods and tempos. And I fairly agree with that. It kind of feels sometimes like it's uh, been broadcast of some sort of um, weird uh, Tron uh, city or something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, it's quite futuristic in a way that kind of maybe feels a little bit like it was uh, retro-futuristic mm-hmm. as well. So I really like that. That was a glass or a mirage. Uh, I didn't even, um, I don't even know. I don't have a reason to pick that. Uh, she had a song out last year as well. Um, so she's still making music. Cameron Mesero. New Scars was the song from last year, but that album called Ring from 2010 is brilliant. I would recommend uh, a revisit if, you, if you're interested in that. Great. Um, so obviously we're going to be taking our television chat, uh, our succession chat over to a bonus pod on the Patreon feed. But um, do you have any other business with regards to films or books or other media from this month? Yeah, well, a few other honorable mentions in terms of music, um, some stuff that I listened to that I enjoyed. Um, Mandy Indiana's album, I've Seen Away, Manchester Band, kind of reminds me a little bit of Health or something like that, kind of um, weird mix of, a cool mix of electronic and, and rock music. Uh, Alex, one album, uh, Merciful Hour. I haven't got to it yet, but I saw you. Me, but um, I really like it. Yeah. yeah, I really like it. I thought there's some great singing on it as well, I think. Um, yeah. Um, I've forgotten his name. Paul Noonan. <laughs> Paul Noonan is, uh, he's doing things with his voice that I, uh, I've never heard before in a yeah. way that I think is really lovely. And then Pale Blue, uh, an album from Mike Simonetti and a vocalist whose name I cannot remember because I remember him, but I don't remember who that is. I'll tell you now. Uh, Mike Simonetti used to be in uh, involved in Italians Do It Better until he had an acrimonious split. Um, that didn't work out so well, but this is working out really well. I really like what I've heard from Pale Blue. Is there an actual... Yes. Elizabeth White is her name, um, formerly of, or maybe of the band Silverhands that I've never heard of. Pale Blue, anyway, there's lots of uh, cool, weird uh, uh, spoken word and spoken electronic music on that as well, Pale Blue. And then uh, The Bonk, the album Greater Than Equal to The Bonk, The Bonk are a weird, weird band uh from ireland and you should listen to them uh and uh oh the other one that i kind of re- i definitely like lyrically and i i really like i was going to pick one of the songs from it 
uh, for this uh, called Shortstop from Maya Follick. She has an album out called Roach, uh, which is really interesting. I think lyrically is where she's really doing it for me and Maya Follick. So that's uh, worth checking out as well. So, cool. yeah. I've uh, one other honorable mention, um, the BC Camplight album, The Last Rotation of Earth. I reviewed it on Arena earlier this month. I, I, I liked it. I wasn't as taken with it as a lot of other people were, but it got a lot of five-star reviews around the place. Um, but I've, I found enough in it to enjoy, but I'm just going to recommend it here just in case other people enjoy it as much as everyone else is and don't take me as the barometer, but, um, yeah, very interesting album, kind of a concept album, uh, quite funny in stages. I'd say fans of Father John Misty would like it, um, a bit wry. Um, but yeah, I enjoyed that. And then elsewhere, um, I don't think I watched a single film this month except, um, for, I went to the IFI to see Bong Joon-ho's The Host. Uh, it was being screened mm. as part of a festival Great there. Film. And it was my second time seeing it, first time in the cinema. And it just like, my God, does it look so great uh, on the big screen. I was I was really expecting the monster to look shit on the big screen. Like, I, you, you know, you can't really like hide behind um hide behind your special effects when when it's on a cinema screen but i mean it was shown in 35 millimeters so maybe that that was part of it but like it's still just as like exhilarating and terrifying and moving and brilliant i think it's like it's on par with parasite for me like they're very very different films but um i think it's it's the perfect monster film there's there's not another monster film i i take over it um which is maybe controversial, but probably not. Um, but God, it's just it's it's absolutely perfect. If anyone hasn't seen the host, um it's great. Like really make it make it your your um your business to watch it as soon as possible. And I mean, like there's I'm not sure if you remember or how long ago you it is you you saw it, but th- there's a bit in uh, it. It was a lockdown watch for me, I think. There's a bit in it where um they're in the sort of the uh like quarantine area and the family are crying over the the loss of the little girl and a guy comes in in a yellow suit and he like slips and falls yeah. and then stands back up as if nothing happened and like I'd forget I'd complete I remembered the first time I watched it I absolutely held and had to pause the film uh because I was laughing so much at that and it got such a big laugh in the screen and I was so happy um but yeah amazing performances throughout it and just yeah like I said just so just like the stuff that monster films are supposed to be just so human and um existentially uh complex and brilliant uh, yeah it's great um and then book wise I've been reading um I'm currently in the middle of Nisha Dolan's second book, The Happy Couple, uh, which is the follow-up to Exciting Times, which I'm really enjoying. I like Nisha Dolan. I liked Exciting Times a lot, and I'm enjoying The Happy Couple. Let's say I'm about three quarters of the way through it now. It follows a, um, I guess, the run-up to a wedding um, from the point of view of various different characters, from the couple themselves, from a maid of honor slash sister, 
from an ex um and then it's all at the bit i'm at now it's all starting to converge and there's a question as to whether or not the wedding is going to go ahead um so it's very it's very exciting it's it's a it's definitely like a page turner i'm really enjoying it um i read a great book this month um called everything's fine by cecilia rabbis i think it's pronounced um I'll have a review in the Business Post uh, Sunday week of it, but um, it's it's gotten a lot of attention on like book talk. Uh, there's discourse around it. Um, actually, as as has an, an, another book I'm going to mention, um, it follows a uh, a woman who is black and works at Goldman Sachs and is kind of entering the finance world. And a man who is a Republican and works in Goldman Sachs and is entering the finance world. Um, and their relationship with one another, they fall in love. And it's in the sort of the years, it follows them through the years running up to the Trump campaign. And mm. it's just really like, oh, uh, I don't know. It's It feels... It just feels like it's really doing something like properly good with that idea. You know, it would be very easy for that idea to not be executed well and for you to kind of humanize people who shouldn't be or to, you know, overly wokeify it or whatever. But it's just it's really, really just it's just great storytelling. Very, very good. Um, and then the other one I'd mentioned in that vein is Yellow Face by Reve- Rebecca F. Kwang, I think. Uh, which you might have seen um, the cover of it. It's just like a ye- yellow cover with two eyes. Um, and that's about, oh, also deals with race and America. Uh, that's about a, a woman who is sort of frenemies with a author who is Asian American and the Asian American author dies. And this woman uh, who is white, steals her work in progress manuscript and publishes it as her own and it's about the kind of the fallout of that and it's absolutely delicious it is such a good book like it's properly really really page turning stuff the main character who is also like the first person narrator is just like utterly reprehensible like if you enjoy hating the person that you're reading it's it's really really great and it deals with its subject matter in such a like kind of biting smart witty way uh, and i loved it and then another shout out um to the book social capital by Eva barry um which oh, yeah, i yeah. really really enjoyed this month very illuminating about um the kind of the Ireland's relationship with tech in terms of you know our economy but also it's a it's a personal reflection and and on how it's kind of it's changed the landscape of Dublin city but it's also a personal reflection from Aoife's point of view of kind of having grown up in the internet and she documents a kind of a um a stalking case that she was that she she was part of and um, yeah I read that um Irish Times uh, interview with her with Patrick Crane. Yeah, it's, I had no idea that it happened. Yeah, yeah, it was it was a case with five women, and I know I know a few of them, but it's not something that's that any of them have really written about. I think Aoife's the only person that's written about it. Um, I saw her speak at the um, International Lit- Literature Festival in um, Marion Square, um, 
with friend of the show, Dean Van Wyn. Um, she was in conversation with um, Rory Hearn, who is the housing activist that you've definitely seen online, who's doing great work with housing. Yeah. And they had a really interesting conversation about tech and the, you know, the Silicon docks and the changing face of Dublin and social media and how those things converge. So yeah, I'd really recommend Social Capital. Um, and I saw on Twitter that she is currently working on a novel set in Dublin as well. So absolutely delighted great. for her. Yeah, she's she's a great gal. So yeah, those are absolutely. some of the books I've read this month. I'm actually also reading, I kind of just started it. It's for research. Um, a book called Gaga Feminism. Um, so I'll report back on that next month, but it's this very interesting stuff in there i think um i will i will also be recommending it to our pal louise bruton because i think she would love it um who also had a Great. byline in vogue this week so amazing stuff you. for lou Brew. Woo! but yeah yes we'll be uh chatting to a lou Brew's, uh forthcoming event guest mm. michael craig very soon um very so exciting stuff about his uh he has a book out as well called um i have to remember what it's called because i started this uh reach for the stars about yeah. pop music from 1996-2006 we were talking to him about that soon and uh lou brew is putting on an event uh called smash hits poll winners party i think isn't it smash hits in party. uh wigwam i believe wigwam yeah so uh smash hits poll winners party mike craig will be there talking about uh, pop music of the era, and, uh, and then Lou Brew uh, will be DJing after the Y2K pop dance party afterwards from Lou Brew. So more on that soon, but yeah, that is on sale right now. Um, okay, well, that's it from us this week, I reckon. But if you want more from us, uh, jump on over to the Patreon, um, where you'll hear us talk about the succession finale. <laughs> It's like a chip tune version. Okay, and <laughs> um, that's it from us. We won't be here next week because I'm away. Yes. Um. So yes, we'll see. Okay. You after great. That. See you then. Bye. Bye. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.